because on the journey to entrepreneurship or whether you want to stay in a nine to five and get promoted or heck, just leading your household, we don't always think about who we are and step into our power. And so I really wanted to focus in on that because 90% of wherever we want to go is really all about how we show up. Midlife ladies. This is the Dear Midlife Podcast. Unapologetic girl talk that will help you remember who you are and figure out who in the hell you want to become. I'm Shelby Bybee, karaoke party queen, single mom, and an extrovert to a fault. And I'm Trinity Greenfield, a wild-haired woman full of sass, sparkle, and a heavy dose of black girl magic. So grab a glass and let's dive into the messy middle. I want to know if our listener out there resonates with our guest today, Clarissa Castillo-Ramsey, who is a self-proclaimed serial pivoter. (laughs) I know I have been a serial pivoter because- My hands raised. (laughs) Girl, don't know what she want to be when she grow up. And the reason for this is, you see, she was constantly living her life, seeking the approval of others rather than doing what made her happy. Yes, that is right. And as the daughter of Filipino immigrants, she was always striving for the approval of her parents Mm -hmm. until in 2018, she looked around and thought to herself, what in the fuck am I doing? (laughs) Right. And it was right then uh, that she decided to embark upon what she's calling her multi-year pivot. It began with a book called Painting Your Path that she published in 2020. And in this book, she interviewed women who had successfully started living lives on their terms and used their stories as an inspirational case study for Mm. how she herself could live the life she'd always dreamed of as an entrepreneur. And that was the catalyst for deciding that it was time that she become her own boss after dreaming about it for years and holding herself back. So during this time, she created a five-step framework that she now uses with her clients to help them live a life that they love. Ladies, if you're enjoying this podcast, what do you need to do? Shelby, tell them. Let us know what your dream or inspiration is. Leave us that review. Share the show with a friend that you know will be equally inspired by Clarissa's story. And now, without further ado, let's just jump in and have this amazing conversation with our guest today, Clarissa Castillo-Ramsey. Clarissa, thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. We're so happy you're here. We are so happy. I'm really (laughs) excited about this. You know, In this podcast, we've talked a lot about what happens when women hit midlife, and often we feel stuck in this proverbial midlife crisis. And so I would love to pick your brain because I remember reading and some information that you sent to us, this moment where you felt sort of this sticking point. And I think the words that you used were, I just had to pivot. And so I would really love to know What brought you to that moment in your life where you knew that you had to take a different path and what were your first steps and how did you move forward from that place? Yeah, great question. I'm a serial pivoter (laughs) because 
I just feel like every so I don't know. Well, let me let me back it up. I feel I grew up in a time and I don't really I don't have kids, so I don't really know exactly how it is now. But I just felt like I was so much living for my parents that approval. Mm. They came to the United States from the Philippines. I just Mm. wanted to make them proud. And so I felt like for the, you know, the first almost half of my life, I was living for other people. So I would get jobs where I thought that I thought looked good Mm. and I could do the work, but maybe they really didn't, didn't fit with who I was. So I would pivot every like three to seven years, Mm. but in 2018, I was really like, okay, what the fuck am I doing? Right. (laughs) And I, I knew, and I knew for a long time that I wanted to eventually work for myself for at least that was the dream that I had. So this long pivot, so this is a multi-year pivot, but in 2018, <laughs> that's when I discovered podcasts and one that I really loved was Kathy Heller's Don't Keep Your Day Job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I totally resonated with her because she's- You and Shelby are kindred spirits. We are. Yes. Yeah, that's why I'm sitting here today doing this podcast. Yeah, yeah. I love it. And I took her podcasting course. Mm-hmm. I, When she lived in LA, I did a retreat at her house oh, wow. and she was really- a big inspiration to me. So I joined her community and I decided after listening to some episodes, I'm going to write a book. That is something that has been on my heart. And Hmm. I want to learn from women who are doing the thing that I want to do. So I ended up interviewing 2021 amazing women, hearing their story. And for me, I was like, well, let me also make this like a research project. Let me see what they say are are the winning ingredients that I need to be successful and to pivot. So it really all started there. And I just took baby steps. I, I sidestepped for many years. I didn't leave the corporate space until 2021. Mm-hmm. But it really started with that book and really just learning from others on, huh, what could I do? How how could I do this? So that's really where it all began. I I love love that. that. Yeah. Serial pivoter. (laughs) Yeah. Serial pivoter. That's That's the emotion I need in my life. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like a lot of us are those serial pivoters. So help me understand you had this inspiration and you said you left your corporate job in 2021. And I think a lot of us see the goal and we want to move toward the goal. Mm -hmm. We're ready to pivot. We're poised and ready to pivot. Yes. But something holds us back or we don't know what are the first steps to take. So I would love to know what wisdom these women imparted to you about your within the scope of your book and what it took for you to leave that corporate job behind and step into this freedom that is entrepreneurship? Yes. Great question. So for the women, really the main thing that they said was they, they knew they had to do what they really wanted to do. They had to let go of living for other people, mostly their parents or their bosses. So that was really, it was just, Getting to a point in life, so for some of them, like they got laid off and they took that as a sign, okay. Or one gal just remembers sitting, like um, she was at a party 
she was part of a law firm and everybody was celebrating. Oh my gosh, I got my, I got this position and everybody's celebrating that they're in this law firm. And she was like, again, what the fuck am I doing here? And right. so, so she was like, I got to get out. So I, a lot of the the stories are just that, that moment where it's like, okay, something's got to shift. And for, and for me, like I said, it was like a 2018 to 2021, I was scared because I had a really great job. I had great benefits. So I just was not feeling good health-wise. And that was a a big indicator to me that I needed to do something different. And I had a really good um, relationship with my boss. So we had multiple conversations before I actually exited out. Mm. So that just even gave me peace of mind to literally say it to her. And after that, the steps that I took to eventually get there, I just started doing things that interested me. I'm also an artist. Mm -hmm. I decided in 2019, I'm going to show my art at least six months out of the year. Every sale that I get is going to go into this savings account for for my exit plan. And so I just started selling more art. I put out my book. I put out a journal. I started coaching. I hired a coach and her first assignment to me was set your resignation date Hmm. and write that resignation letter. Wow. Yeah. Which was scary as hell. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I love that. Do you think you would have gotten there without just writing the resignation letter and it, like that feels like to me like this forced action like you're forcing me into this space to do the thing that I will probably never do if I don't take this action do you think that was the action that like okay written yeah so. I really do I think deciding mm-hmm. to get to invest in myself and invest several thousand dollars and just trusting you know it'll come back I needed that I needed that support because otherwise, I i mean, I kept pushing it out, like really in 2018, when I was like going through that, going through, through those emotions of wanting to leave. But it really wasn't until I worked with my coach and she kind of put my feet to the fire. And so I did set my date for the end of 2020. Mm-hmm. But then that came a little bit too soon for me. It was too, still too out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So I went back to her and I said, okay, I can't do it. Like this, this isn't happening. I haven't saved up enough money yet. Right. And that was freaking me out because I fill in excuse here. Right. (laughs) Yes. And I was like, you know, and I, I'm the primary source of income for my family. So that also, that also, that pressure I was feeling, I just was too soon. So I reset my date and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm having to push this out six months. I was like, let me do, let me just save up for six more months. So that time was getting closer. And my boss was like, Clarissa, are you sure you want to leave at the end of June? Because you do know at the end of July, you're going to get a bonus. And so, so I did. So, but that was it. That was it. I did move it out one more time. And, and then I said, okay, no more. Hmm. I have to take the leap. And so you took the leap. Tell us what, um, what did week one look like? Oh my gosh. Week one was just heaven. <laughs> week one was, was just heaven. My, my best friend who's been working for herself for since 2001, she said, okay, Clarissa, 
Here's how, here's most likely what it's going to feel like. Imagine the longest vacation you have ever taken in your life. Mm -hmm. And that's probably like the honeymoon period. You're going to, you're going to feel like transitioning out of your job. And so I think the longest vacation I've ever taken was five weeks. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, let's see. But honestly, like it, that honeymoon period for me lasted so much longer because I think I was in the corporate space for almost 30 years, 30 years of like hustle, hustle, grind, 5am, wake up, go to bed late, do it over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So how has your life changed then? Because in my mind, entrepreneurship is a lot of hustle and grind too. So how does that hustle and grind differ from the hustle and grind that you experienced in your corporate life? Right. Another great question. So I think for for me, I I just always had underlying stress at my day job, even though I knew what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And working for yourself, yeah, definitely there's stressful moments because you don't know. (laughs) Like, you know, the income is inconsistent. And Mm -hmm. that's still what I'm experiencing right now. But I think the big difference is being able to step into what I feel called to do. Mm-hmm. And before I left, I I definitely had a plan, knowing I was probably going to run through a couple of different accounts just to just so I wouldn't have to stress out about money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is some that is advice that I would give. Like unless you 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 know you're a high risk taker and can just go with it. Not not me. Have a a sugar daddy on the side. Have a sugar daddy on the side. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you, you know, you've got like some funnel of money coming your way, which, hey, that's great if you do. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I planned it out. And so, yes, there's definitely moments of hustle. Um, And before we, you know, did the podcast and we were talking before, I'm in a launch right now. So typically doing a launch, that's, that's when I feel more hustle. But I know there's an end to it. Whereas before in the corporate space, for me, I just felt like that was never ending. Yes. Yeah. And it is never ending. And God yeah. forbid in the corporate space, you like are passionate about something in your personal life and would like to consider pursuing that. Then it's like, then you just have too much because your corporate yeah. life, is, you know, a job and a half or two jobs. And it becomes so hard to live for yourself and find breathing mm-hmm. outside of, the hustle of the corporate gig. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. kudos sure. to you. Yeah. I think, you know, I'd love to know more about kind of your, what you consider like your area of focus within your company. Like what are you really passionate about in love with and how have you funneled that into the work that you're doing? Yeah. Great question. I, and my last job honestly was my dream job. I was I worked with people, I helped with their leadership development, mm-hmm. team development, coaching, and that's what I do now. So I've definitely been able to take what I what I loved in my day job to what I do now with my clients. So who I'm passionate about working with today are artists, creatives who mm-hmm. are currently in a day job that maybe want to explore leaving. So basically my path, (laughs) the path that I took. So that's who I've really been enjoying working with is just helping, like really giving them like 
the ins and outs of, okay, this is what it, this is what you got to plan for. Let's think, let's talk about what you're passionate about and how you can monetize. Yeah. And, and the mindset, the growth mindset that Mm -hmm. is, that it's going to take to, to take those action steps. Cause it's so different. I'll click on that for a minute because I don't think enough <clears throat> of us lovely ladies out there really are fully tapped into a growth mindset and what that means because we're living day to day. If it's getting dinner on the table and doing what I can to try to get through the day so that I can wake up again tomorrow and do this same fucking thing one more time. Yeah. Right. So Give us a little bit about the growth mindset, what that means and how you help your clients get there. Yes. So it first starts. So the growth mindset basically says, you know what? I have the ability. I have the, the, I can develop the skills to basically do whatever I want versus having a fixed mindset. And this is, this is the work of Dr. Carol Dweck. If you haven't read the book Mindset, I highly recommend it. It's one I used in corporate. It's one I use with my clients. And basically, the difference is with a fixed mindset, it's it's basically telling yourself, well, you know what? I'm just not good at math. And that is what I told myself. And I thought, oops, I better change that because that is not going to be helpful in this entrepreneurial space or really in any space. So a fixed mindset is just like, I only have a certain amount of skill or talent or abilities yeah. where the growth mindset is anything's possible. And so one thing that I help my clients with is let's look at the evidence that you already have of where you have grown. Mm-hmm. Let's look at things that you've accomplished. And I call it, well, I can't take credit for this. I'm going to give credit to Marie Forleo. This is where I heard it. A hype file, H-Y-P-E. Ah. So keep a hype file of, it could be testimonials from clients if you have clients or yeah. or if you sell art, your, your collectors, or maybe it's a text message that you got from a friend just saying, hey, thanks for helping me work through this problem. Or, you know, if you're in a day job, a performance review that went really well, mm-hmm. just anything, anything to, to give you evidence of of how strong and capable you really are. Because I think we, you know, we get bombarded with so many thoughts a day and, and it's often a repeat of yesterday. We get, it's like Groundhog's day. We're living the same day. Like you were saying every single day. Yeah. And we need to disrupt ourselves and remind ourselves of all the amazing things that we have already accomplished to give us that fuel to pursue and to keep growing. Yes. Oh, I love that. And ladies, I hope you heard that. Too many of us are saying to ourselves, oh, I'm just not good at that. Yeah. Oh, I just not, you know, great in this area. And we limit ourselves, our limiting beliefs. So thank you, Clarissa. That's you're welcome. good Good word. Yes. And I love the idea of, you know, celebrating those wins. And I know you also have another like a framework that is called paint your path. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about that framework and and how all of these things kind of interplay with one another. Yeah. So when I was thinking about just my accomplishments and how Mm -hmm. did I how did I get to where I am today, even though it might not be as fast as I always want it. And so I came up with this framework um, and it's 
painting your path. And so the first step is dream because I think as adults, we do not do enough of this. No. If you have children, well, I and I remember being a child and how imaginative I was. I used to think I could command the winds. I used to think mm. I, I had like so many superpowers. Yeah. And so that step one is really dreaming. And I am a big fan of vision boards. Mm. It's creative goal setting for me as an artist. Like that's what I use to goal set. Yeah. And it really starts with with dreaming and imagine allowing yourself to imagine what is the life, the lifestyle that I desire to have. What is that? And giving yourself permission to play full out with all the senses. What does mm. this look like? Who's with me? What am I hearing? What am I smelling? What am I tasting? What am I touching? What is this? kind of rich, abundant, creative life, joyful, fulfilled life. What does it look like? And don't, don't think about the how F the how for now and just stick to the dream and really give yourself time to do that. So that's step one. And then step two is decide, decide that this dream that you are talking about is worth pursuing Mm -hmm. and just decide step three is then planning, not overthinking it, but just asking yourself, hmm, what could I do to get started? Maybe I could do some research. Maybe I could reach out to some people. Maybe I could go for a walk and something will come to my mind. So you've got to make a plan. And then step four is being brave. Once you got your plan is to take that action, take that very next step. No step is too small. And step five is to reflect. Okay, like a week has gone by. What did I do? Did I accomplish what I said I was going to do? Yes or no? And then adjust from there. And really at the foundation of all of this is having that growth mindset to keep us moving forward and having a self-care plan because it's too easy to burn out. Yeah. And that's it. That's the framework. That is awesome. It is awesome. It sounds so easy. (laughs) But, you know, I think a lot of us get stuck in some of those places. Even, you know, I think you're right. As adults, we forget how to use our imagination to actually think outside of our own limiting beliefs or Mm -hmm. beyond what is possible because maybe we don't know what we don't know is even possible. So we just don't go there. Yeah. And so... You know, what other tips and tools can you offer to our listener to even help them get to what is their vision? Because I think, again, going back to women in midlife, I think what happens often is that we live the life that you were living before you stepped in on this journey. We are stuck in what I know, Lisa Bilyeu, I am listening to a book that's called Radical Confidence, and she calls it the purgatory of the mundane. And I think that's such a beautiful phraseology because I feel like so many of us are there. We're in the purgatory of the mundane. You called it Groundhog Day. Whatever you want to call it, you go in over and over, live the same life over and over again. And it's, you get not only just stuck, but you, you lose yourself in this space. You just don't even know who you are anymore. So what are things that you use to help your clients, for example, gain inspiration to even create the vision board, create the dream? How do you get them to even think outside of their box? 
Yeah, I think just through, I think journaling is really helpful. So I'll just share some um, prompts for people. Hopefully this will be helpful. So one thing is just to even ask yourself, what do I enjoy doing? Mm. What do I enjoy doing? And maybe if you're like, well, I have no hobbies. I have nothing that I do. (laughs) What are you interested in? What are you interested? Are you interested in pole dancing? Are you interested in, um, you know, are you interested (laughs) in uh, being a sommelier? Do you like wine? Um, Are you an artist? Are you, were you an artist as a kid? Um, Do you like to sing? Whatever it might be is just to kind of explore that. Like what would be, you know, if you don't have a hobby, well, what sounds fun to you? And don't judge it just because you never know. You never know what's going to happen. So just ask yourself. And I think also our strengths, sometimes we take it for granted, the knowledge that we already have. So another thing you can do is to ask your close, your close friends, Hey, what do you think are my top three strengths? What do you think that I'm really good at? Because maybe truly you're just so blind to it because you're so good at it. Mm -hmm. It might not even be on your radar. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are you, what kind of topics are you passionate about? Are you passionate about social justice? Are you passionate about equality and Mm -hmm. diversity, inclusion, stopping Asian hate or, Mm -hmm. you know, blueberries? I don't know. Like, what are you really passionate about? And, and asking yourself, is there, you know, is there a problem that, that you see in the world that maybe you could solve. Mm -hmm. And if there's something that your friends and your family are constantly coming to you for, or asking, asking for advice, maybe that's a clue too. Yeah. And just explore. Those are great prompts. Mm -hmm. I'd love to take this step-by-step then. And let's talk like unpack plan a little bit. Yeah. You had a very clear plan. And I think that's, you know, for me, maybe my sticking point is, Yes. What do I need to plan for? What are some pillars within your plan that you needed to have an alignment so that you could set that resignation date and actually execute on it? What were the things that were sort of mentally you knew that you needed to have in play? Yeah. So for me, the biggest piece was the monetary piece. Yeah. So you know, people have asked me, well, what, how much money do I need to set aside? And that, that is, this is an annoying answer, but it's so personal because, you know, what are your bills for the month? Right. What are your bills for the month? And maybe just tack on 30% just to be, just to be, you know, more on the safe side because there's so many things that come up unexpectedly. Yeah. And then you just have to decide, okay, if I had a year's salary, can is that is that enough for me to feel comfortable to leave are there are there other avenues of or other like accounts that i could pull from if i needed to mm-hmm. so it's a really personal question but you know obviously knowing what your expenses are and just knowing that honestly the first couple of years you're probably going to be pulling a lot from those funds mm-hmm. but also deciding to, I think a a big, great part of the plan should be investing in somebody who can help you with business. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. And so I was able to work with somebody who's, who's where I want to be multi 
seven figure Mm -hmm. business owner. So that's who I work with to help me figure out what's my messaging. What am I, what am, what's my offer that I want to put out there? How much should I charge for it? So those are, I would say the, the two big things is having your corporate exit plan Mm -hmm. and then really asking yourself, well, what do I want to offer and for whom? And to work with somebody who's been there and that can help you fill in a little bit more details. Mm. I love that. I feel like we get so stuck and it's that stuckness that keeps us from taking action, from moving forward, you know, because we only know what we know, but there's so many people that are out there that really can help us and are designed to help us through the process. So just remembering that we're not alone, that we are not yes. going to figure these things out on our own, but it really is about finding someone who's been there, who knows the path and can help you build your own. Mm-hmm. And then also yeah. I would say connecting with other people who yeah. are on that path too, sure. because it can be very lonely. Yeah. 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 And I think that doesn't have to be expensive or difficult. It could be as easy as joining. There's a greater Houston women's network here that you, you know, I could join, for example. There are a lot of opportunities, I think, to get engaged in either the things that you find passionate. I mean, there's an app called Meetup right now. Can you find other like-minded people that have the same passion and really tap into that and understand? I think in just doing that, you start to gain clarity on what is the need? What is the problem that the people, these people are facing that maybe I have the skill or capability or competence to solve? You start to gain clarity on, you know, what you can bring to the table in that space to bring joy to other people or serve people with the same passion. And, and so I think, yeah, the connection piece is really, really important. And again, it doesn't have to be expensive or elaborate Mm -hmm. or, yeah. 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 And there's so many Facebook communities mm. that I mean that I'm in that are that are outside of my coach that are real quality too. So you have that camaraderie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So then let's talk a little bit about being brave. <laughs> because mm, yes. you know, I think that's maybe the hardest part is mm-hmm. to actually set down that resignation date and make that leap. So what do you think it takes and how do you coach your clients to that end? Yeah. So I, and I tell them, look, you don't need to leave tomorrow. And even just that saying that to them, I think gives them peace of mind. My more recent clients, one is dead set on three years. She's like three years. That's it. I'm giving myself three years. Great. You have that. Now write your letter date it, you know, (laughs) putting you on the hook for that. And then I had another client who was like, you know what? I think I'm, I think I'll be ready in two years. And then after we were done working together, she said, you know what? I think I could cut this down to one year. Thank you so much. And so I think just giving people, first of all, that, that leeway, like you don't need to leave tomorrow. You don't even need to leave in six months. You don't even need to leave in a year, but you do need to figure out what you're going to need to live on Mm -hmm. and just start with that, start with that step. Yeah. And yeah. And, and just, I think I always try and do 
through everything with some kind of lens of fun. So it doesn't yeah. feel so heavy. And if you can just continue to lean into your dream, whatever that might be, even if it's not crystal clear, but just ask yourself, okay, what could I do? And maybe one, maybe your next step is like, I'm going to Google something. And yeah. so it's just that, that little bit. And once you start taking action, that's where, that's really where the, the clarity comes in. I know when I started, I was like, I don't know what I'm totally doing here, but I'm mm-hmm. going to just start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just that little step forward that creates momentum. And then you put one foot in front of the other. And the next thing you know, you're far down the path and you can look back and reflect on all of the little steps and what they've added up to. Yes. Yeah. 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 I had a a client call today and actually it was our wrap up call. Mm -hmm. And I have everybody fill out an orientation packet to really capture their where they're feeling like at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. So with her fast forward a couple months and I read back to her, like what she had said about what's going to stand in her way. She was like, wow, I don't even recognize that Mm -hmm. anymore. So Mm -hmm. things also can happen quickly. If you, Mm -hmm. if you just trust and just take a step and continue to take a step every day. Yeah. And I like that idea. I think that's the last piece of the puzzle is the reflection, right? Where were you in the beginning and how far have you come? And I can see how powerful that might be. Yeah. And it's, it's an exercise that I recommend that, that people do every month Mm, at the end of the month to take a look back. I mean, we make a habit of just moving on. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's such how things are. We're in like still such a go, go, go. Yeah. Kind of mode, right? I did it. Check. Move on. Like, let's celebrate, like celebrate, take two minutes to celebrate how far you've come or that you actually did something. Yes. Step forward. Right. And whenever you're writing out your wins, also asking yourself, okay, what did it take from me? to mm. get to, to achieve this and re- really kind of work it backwards. Okay. Well, I, I definitely set, I had, I had some kind of plan. Yeah. It took, it took courage. It took commitment and really just asking yourself, well, okay, what did it take? Yeah. That's a really good point. Right. Because then it's those tools that serve us. Mm-hmm. It's those tools that serve us. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yes. So you mentioned something earlier on that I want to hone in on, and that is self-care because this journey is not easy to Trinity's earlier point. I mean, she and I are in this space where we, where you were, where we're straddling the corporate world and, you know, entrepreneurship, we're doing twice the job on the (laughs) In both so the self-care is something that recurs a lot in this podcast um, yes. because so many women in midlife are burning the candle at both ends. So what are some of the self-care practices that you recommend or that you indulge in yourself? Yeah. I definitely, and whenever I w- was in the corporate job, I had my morning routine. So I'm, I'm sure you guys have talked about that. But, and for me, I like to luxuriate. So for me, my two, my, my my morning routine was like two hours. Oh. But it was worth it for me to do it, so I could really set my day. 
So I was part of that 5 a.m. club and I get it. It's not for everybody, but I would get up. I would do a little bit of yoga. I would paint because those are the things that really help keep me calm. Mm. But you don't need to, it doesn't need to be two hours. It could be 20 minutes. It could be five minutes of just waking up. There's so many apps. I love Insight Timer. That's my go-to every day. Even if it's like a minute, they have one minute meditations. And just starting there and just to help be really intentional about starting the day and also an evening routine. And that's not something I always did, but towards the end, I was like, I need, I need a wind down. I need a wind down routine. So it was kind of, it was a little similar to the morning in that I would always end with a meditation, no screen, like put the screen away. Like after hearing that, put it away, put it on airplane mode. And I would just put put on a face mask, earplugs, and I would just completely tune out. I might get up early for the idea of luxuriating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that sounds nice. Yeah. And I really need you know, like, it. Get up and go for a walk. Get up and go journal. Get up and make your tea. I would rather die. Thank you. But yeah, whatever that alley. is, yeah. whatever that is, puttering or I mean, like puttering around. Sometimes I would right. just do a really short yoga workout stretch and pain and just sit my coffee and just sit and just enjoy the morning. Be a lady of leisure. Be a lady yes. of leisure <laughs> before I had to get on the freeway in that LA traffic. Right. <laughs> right. But that's the, mo- I love that quiet time in the morning because it seems like the day snowballs. So yeah. having something later in the day is difficult for me because it will never happen because I always am stuck in some space doing something after, as soon as my kids get up. So I started getting up. I'm a 5 a.m. morning, 5 a.m. morning club girl myself because yeah. I, to Trinity's point, luxuriated in just the silence. Just mm. the silence was what I needed yes. before my people got out of bed, before the dog was up. And just it is, it is sipping my coffee. Maybe it is doing a little bit of journaling. I like to walk. I like to yeah. maybe get in a little workout. Um, maybe, maybe a little bit of work on the podcast. I try not to yes. indulge in that, but I do like to, sp- I do two hours too, because I do like to kind of engage in a lot of these activities and just the quiet is what brings me <laughs> peace. Yes. I get it very often. Oh, hundred so, percent. Yeah. And me, I just like to roll around in my bed and fluff up my pillows and roll on my pillows and turn back over. Find another yeah. spot in my bed. <laughs> that sounds good too. You're getting close. You're getting close to that luxurious piece of it. Now you just gotta open your eyes. Open your eyes. Maybe put one foot on the ground and the other one. <laughs> one day we're all gonna be shocked. One day. Yeah. Baby steps, girl. Then you can look back and look at that, reflect on that momentum. <laughs> yeah. So I want to also ask you a question about something that you mentioned in in your bio about putting your beliefs on trial. So as we yes. step into this new space where we're creating the life we love, what? how do we have to shift our mindset? 
what is what does it mean? What do you mean by putting your beliefs on trial? And how do we how do we to, yeah. to Trinity's point? How do we get ourselves out of bed every day? And how do we, you know, make a new mindset about yeah. doing that? And it's it's a work in progress. Like I don't think anyone has arrived. Anybody, I don't care who you are. New level, new devil, right? So well, life think, is a work in progress, right? There yeah. Is no, there is no arrival. Like there is no arrival. Yeah. It's it's the journey. And I used to hate that. You know, focus on the journey, not the not the end game. Um, right. but now I'm embracing that much more. And what I mean by putting your beliefs on trial, if so, if you're telling yourself a story that doesn't feel good, just asking yourself, is this really true. And I think this might be from Byron Katie's work, but really asking yourself, is this a hundred percent true? How do I know? How do I know this is true? So if you're telling yourself, oh my God, I'm never, I'm never going to be, I'm never going to make the same money that I did in my day job. Like maybe that's a belief. Hmm. How do I really know that? I don't know that. Hmm. I don't know that to be true. I'm just starting. I'm I'm a work in progress. So that's what I mean by really just asking yourself, how do you re- like what's your evidence that that is 100% true? Can you and is there somebody who refutes that belief? And there's so much evidence out there. And if somebody else can do it, you can certainly do it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that idea of really questioning is this yeah, a truth or, you know, more often than not, obviously it's, it can be an excuse. Yeah. That's standing in our way. Again, those right. beliefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keeping, keeping us safe. Yeah, for sure. The brain isn't a miraculous thing sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, oh, it is. <laughs> can also stand in our way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Clarissa, it has been a joy. I felt like this Time has just flown by so quickly. Yeah. Been able to share so much wisdom with us. We really appreciate hearing your perspective as somebody who's really stepped outside of, you know, that proverbial day job and really, yeah, you know, we're brave enough to lean into creating the life that you love. So thank you so much for sharing your journey with our audience today. And we know you said that you have a launch coming up. Yes. Do you want to talk about that before we um, sign off and tell everybody where to find you? Sure. Yeah. So I, and I do this one a couple times a year. So I am doing um, a summit and it's actually going to be Sunday, February 26th. And it's a three, it's a live three hour online event and it's called the Creative Abundant Leadership Summit. And I put this together because I think on the journey to to entrepreneurship or whether you want to stay in a nine to five and you want to get promoted or heck, just leading your household, it really applies to everybody. I think we don't always think about who we are and step into our power as as the leader of our lives, the leader of our business, the leader in our organization. And so I really wanted to focus in on that, that inner journey. Because 90% of wherever we want to go is really all about how we show up. So that's what this summit is all about. Ah, congratulations. Mm. Thank you.
Yeah, very exciting. Yeah, and so if our listener wants to maybe participate in a future summit or find you, where where can they go? Yeah, they can they can find me on my podcast, which I would love to have you ladies on my podcast yeah. okay, called yeah. yeah, painting your path. So you can find me there. Um, I also have a a private Facebook community. If you are a creative and you are thinking about, Hmm, you know, what's my journey outside of the nine to five and that's called create your abundant life. So those are the places you can find me. Thank you so much, Clarissa. It's been such a joy having you. We appreciate you showing up and bringing all of your tips and tools to our listener today. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Girl, that was an amazing conversation with Clarissa. I felt like I got so much value out of that because I feel like I am in that space in Mm -hmm. my own mind where Clarissa had her little glimmer in her eye of becoming an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and how she built that plan to get there. And I loved that. So inspired by her steps. Yes. And there were so many good tips and tricks for us to take away. So we want to leave you out there, ladies, with our top five. So I'll start. My favorite first one is don't be afraid to pivot. And then <laughs> don't be afraid to pivot again. <laughs> so just just start. Start taking small steps towards the larger goal. But you got to start. Yes. Number two, I loved... And this really spoke to me that Clarissa was not afraid to develop a long-term exit strategy. Yeah. And the one thing that she did that really blew my mind was that she established her resignation date Mm. and wrote her resignation letter so that when that date came around, she was committed to taking her plan forward. Amazing. It was so powerful. That was so powerful to me. And it really spoke to me about her mindset, which leads me to my next favorite point. For all of us, ladies, we cannot get caught in a fixed mindset or thinking that we have this finite set of skills because it couldn't be further from the truth. Instead, we have to practice using a growth mindset, evaluating the the evidence that shows just how much we've grown, just how much we are capable of growing. And this tip about keeping your own hype file as your evidence that shows you how strong, how capable you are, how far you've come, gathering customer testimonials, emails, texts from your girlfriends, texts from your guy friends, glowing performance reviews, those special moments in life that remind you of who you are, keep those tucked away so that you can access them in every moment that you need them. Yes. Celebrate. Yes. Yeah. And number four, you know, I love that Clarissa took the idea that she is an artist and a painter to create her paint your path framework to help her clients manifest their goals. And just quick again, That five-step framework is number one, dream. Number two, decide. Number three, plan. Mm -hmm. I think that's the key that is within all of this. 
Number four, be brave. And number five, reflect. Always reflect. Such a great framework. Mm -hmm. And then our fifth point, ladies, is ask those that are closest to you to define what they see as your top three strengths when you're formalizing your vision for your future. Define the things that you're passionate about and ask yourself, how can you use your strengths to solve a problem related to this passion? Believe it or not, honey, it's all inside of you. And these are the keys to begin to unlock that as you embark on your new future. Yeah, I love that. And if you love this show, share it with a friend. Find us on Instagram and Facebook, right? Yeah. Yeah, connect with us and get more of these incredible shows with these wonderful guests that have so much wisdom to share with us as we strive to find who we are in this proverbial (laughs) midlife freaking crisis. Like reclaim our identity and become and lean into being more of who we were yesterday. And we can't wait to meet you right here next week in the middle.